Gio, I gotta tell you about this, dude. It's like this is. I'm so angry right now. I was angry this, this entire week. I told Spencer about it a little bit before you came in, but okay. So okay, so Audible, the service, right? Boom. I, I've been I've been getting into it because I drive a lot for work. I want something to you know. I want to feel productive while I'm driving. I don't want to feel like I'm just wasting the time listening to music and stuff. So I've been reading audiobooks, right? Got it. So I got a fresh Audible account. They make you like make a new one with their system now. I had one in high school, basically, and so I transferred all my books over that I had. Uh, but okay. so I, I do the twelve like the twelve ninety nine membership. You get one credit every month. You so you get one book oh. every month, right? Only one. Only one. Which, which I mean is, is it's all right. I'm not like I'm not going crazy, right? But fine. Just fine. Yeah. basically, I read the first Game of Thrones book, right? Finish uh-huh. that in like three weeks. Okay. So, so I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. And I, and then uh, the next day, I had a really big drive for work coming up. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was like, shit, I need, I don't want to like be just like listening to music the whole time. And so I went on their website or I went on like the app and I tried to purchase like a credit to buy another book, right? Uh-huh. And, and so I go to purchase it, like or purchase it, right? And I, I'm looking all over the fucking app. There's a no option to buy anything. And so I'm like, okay, maybe it's just like on the like you know on the website, like on a on a computer. So I go on the computer, check there, Boom. nothing, can't buy anything. Okay. Uh, and so I look it up then because I'm like, what the fuck? Like I have to be doing something wrong. Like I try to, and then I try to buy it on Amazon. Won't let me buy it on uh-huh. Amazon, so it's not available mm. for the audiobook. And then, mm. and then so I end up looking it up online, and it just says, since like my account is technically considered new, I can't purchase any credits until three months. I have to have. I can't. I can't <laughs> oh, you're spend, a rookie. I can't spend my god, my god-given right American currency. I can't spend a couple Benjamins to get this fucking thing. I was, I was so furious. Benjamins. I, I don't. I, you know, I'm just using an example. I'm just using it. Have example. we questioned Audible? Uh, like, are they are they American company or are they Canadian? Uh, no, it, it's it's uh it's Amazon. Amazon. It's Amazon owned. Oh, it's Amazon. Yeah. Oh, oh. It's whoa. Amazon. It's Bezos, brother. Damn, I'm 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 here. I'm up to here with. Like you. I know you guys capitalist. can't see me, but I'm up to here. I, I believe I, I'm it. I'm furious. I, I can't. I, I can't, it, okay? I can't purchase something. I can't get a product. With, ah, I'm so mad. Yeah, just take his money. Come I on, just, Bezos. I, like I wanted to give them money. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I wanted. Want I wanted to give. Do them your part. My money. I want to. I want to. I want to contribute to the economy. That's I want. I want to be part of the part of the solution. Just back the on the right track. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm mad about it though. Your duty. I'm, Aaron, I'm very angry. Sorry to hear that you're upset. But while talking about last night in Soho calm you down. I I mean you know that or a couple hot dogs. Hey, <laughs> couple road dogs. <laughs> couple couple road dogs. Couple oh. road beers. Couple couple road sodas, huh? Couple road sodas. No, no, no. road beers. Road beers. That's what no. It's what if you're drinking the beer on the road, it's called a road soda. Geo, back me up. <laughs> road soda. I have no part in this. I That's what it's called. I, 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 well, personally, I've never like taken part in that because that'd be drinking and driving, and that's illegal. So, well, we can we can bust I mean, out Webster's on that. I don't I know if yeah, <laughs> some Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Let's have uh, an Urban Dictionary segment of the podcast from now on. I'm okay with not doing that. We'll, te- <laughs> we'll teach Spencer what a donkey punch is. Uh, yeah, well, he'll go crazy. You know, I think you'll need it for this one too. Yeah, on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, today's episode 
is the last, not the, is Last Night in Soho. It's an Edgar Wright film. Aaron, I know you're a big Edgar Wright guy, mainly for two reasons. One, he's British. Two, he's a great editor. Aaron's favorite things in the whole wide world, yep. wrapped into one person. The movie came out in 2021. Is it a horror? Is it a mystery? What is going on? I don't know. But what I do know is this. Really want to understand something. We got to turn over to Dr. Gio to hit us with the nitro gas. Gio? Mm. You flatter me, young Spencer. You flatter me. <laughs> young <Spencer>. but, <laughs> He's the oldest one here. <laughs> this week, we're taking it back into the dark depths of the English psyche when Britain could steal everything that made a culture beautiful and claim it as its own, <laughs> along with all that sweet, sweet bread and honey. No, I'm not talking colonialism or apartheid. We're in the swinging 60s, or at least that's where our bipedal host dreams she is. Because I'm every night I'm there. I break my heart to please. Eloise <laughs> Turner, who was a sweet, naive, blank-faced young student that sees ghosts in the mirror and uses old newspaper zombies, her equally deadpan <laughs> grandmother, instead of getting psychiatric help, encourages her to go to school in London, where everyone sees ghosts in the mirror after enough booze and glow. But once she gets there, no one wants to share any of that nose powder with her, and she finds a room with an old broad who will. Only rule is she can't smoke or have sex with black people. Ellie says no problem, <laughs> Granny, and cranks up her schizophrenia to 11 so she can imagine having all the sex she wants. She takes it back to the 60s as the sizzling young vixen, Sandy, played by Aunt Anya Taylor-Joy, who just wants to sing but a chance encounter with a club manager, Jack, played by Matt Smith, leads her to become exploited and pimped out the scum of the earth. She's not asking who, and he's no doctor. The next 30 minutes is a bit of a blur when Ellie realizes this nocturnal emission stuff isn't all it's cracked up to be and wants to avenge Sandy, but these late night organ donors start showing up to clock, cock blocker in real life. <laughs> Parents' stamp gets run over at some point. Ellie goes to tell her elderly woman that she's skipping in town, but not until we get our twist ending. That's right. It was Colonel Mustard in the library with the candlestick. Oh, my bad. Wrong script. <laughs> Y'all get it by now. The old lady was Sandy and she killed all her abusers. Listen, it's an Edgar Wright movie shot during the pandemic, okay? You made Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim. Jeez, what do you what more do you want from the guy, okay? There's a, there's a nice hot load to clean up and wipe down here, boy. So let's dive right in. It's last night in Soho 2021. Shout out 2021. <laughs> I forgot that this was shot during the pandemic. That's crazy. It was one of the first ones to to, to yeah. get shot right after uh, they allowed filming. No fun fact. Hey, yeah. shout out, shout out, COVID nineteen. Yo, I got it. It kind of sounds like from that intro that you weren't the biggest fan of this film. Listen, guys, do we want to start with my, with my opinions? How, how do you guys feel? Because <laughs> yeah, I I, was I, not I would love good. to start with Geos. Let's hear it. Geos, well, like uh, I feel like the horror connoisseur here. Like realistically, yeah, well, you know, um, I guess, I guess so. At least compared to you guys, I won't, I, I won't say I'm like the uh, expert, expert uh, or anything. But I do enjoy my fair share of horror and exploitation films, which Edgar Wright definitely takes a lot of inspiration from. But oh, I just, for me, everything just fell flat. I don't know. It's, uh, it's got all of like the hallmarks of Edgar Wright. You know, it's, uh, it's like that snappy whip pan editing. You know, it's all the uh, all the good camera work, all that fun stuff, but it just feels very surface level to me. Nothing connected. It's uh, it was just lackluster. Everything uh, about it for me, it was just disappointing. Uh, honestly, in all fairness, uh, I'll 
start off with that for now, but let me hear you what you guys had to say about it. That's fair. Let's hear your essay, Spencer. I'm very curious. You know, I this is one where I didn't like it at first, and then the further we got into the movie, I actually started to like it more. I was like, okay, it's picking up now. I'm kind of liking the vibe here. Once we got Anya in there, I was like, getting a little bit better. Um, and I'm a Thomas and McKenzie fan. She plays a lead. I really liked her in Jojo Rabbit. I think she She's has potential to be like one of the next like up and coming actresses. Um, then started enjoying more like kind of that from like the one third mark to the two third mark. Someone called the middle third. I enjoyed it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Um, what an interesting way to define like. Never, never mind. Just, just fucking continue. Jesus Christ. Um. And then I'm like, the, the ending did kind of miss for me. Um, I I liked, I don't even know if I want to call it a twist, but uh, Terrence stamping a cop and not the bad guy. I liked that. I think the lady being Sandy was pretty easy to see coming. Oh, um, yeah. And then the uh, kind of heavily green screen stabbing up the stairs scene. I really didn't like that. And what made me not like it even more is like, how there was like really great use of more practical effects throughout the movie leading up to it. Uh, and then we got that. I was like, what? why? Like we were doing so great. Now we're in lava. Like, I don't know. Like if I'm thinking like Edgar Wright movies that I've seen, this is definitely towards the bottom, but it's still an Edgar Wright movie. So it's a, a good, competent, well-made technical film with really cool editing and shots and, you know, stronger performances. But I'm in the same vein of Geo. Didn't really connect with me that much, but there are certainly elements of it that I liked. Yeah, I have to agree with both of you. I, I honestly, I, I was sorely disappointed by this movie. I, I, I always kind of like looked at it like, oh, it's an Edgar Wright movie. I'm gonna like it. I'll put it in the back pocket for later. Um, but and then I also noticed that it like did terribly at the box office. But I always attributed that to like, oh, came out during the pandemic. It's gonna have. A terrible release like that's just par for the course with movies that came out around that time and then i watched it and i was like wow this is not good like like, like you said spencer a lot of the stuff with like a, a lot of the edgar wright stuff is very good i like it i thought it was like it was still very edgar wright even though like mm-hmm. I, I don't know he he's he's one of those directors that i i really like and i've been following his career for a long time like uh pretty much since I saw Scott Pilgrim for the first time. Uh, yeah. But but something he's always talked about is making a horror movie, and he a lot of his, like, uh, Criterion Closet picks when he did that a long time ago, mm-hmm. a lot of those were horror movies, a lot of classic horror movies. He introduced me to Eyes Without a Face in that, mm, which is yeah. a great horror great movie. It's, it's a great Criterion to pick up. Oh, yeah. uh, but I, I, I feel like it's like even more disappointing with that context. Like mm-hmm. this is his real first stab right at a horror movie. Like obviously you could argue that hot fuzz, there's some horror elements and shit like that. Right. No, no, but, no, 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 yeah. but this is his like <laughs> first, first real attempt at a, a horror movie. It's a little, a little disappointing from someone that uh, has always been talking about horror movies and a bit like where they're big inspirations for him. And it's like, it, it it's definitely a step down and I'm not saying I'm not taking away from like what a great filmmaker he is. Cause he's made like one of my favorite trilogies of all time. One of my favorite movies of all time. And then like, you know, baby driver as well. But, um, <laughs> but it was just, it's just very interesting. Like the route that he chose to do this, because if you think about all of his other movies, they're very unique. 
Like, obviously, Scott Pilgrim's mm-hmm. an adaptation, but if you think about the Cornetto trilogy, v- all mm-hmm. very unique, like, uh, mm-hmm. like just very unique, like, attempts at, like, genre tropes, um, and, and then, obviously, like, Baby Driver is, you know, there, there's some problems with it, but overall, that movie's really good. Like, one of, like, the best examples of editing in the modern day, some of the best chase, like, car sequences ever, like, it, it's just great. And to see this like fall kind of flat on its face is like really disappointing. Uh, I, I like I, I was super excited for this. I remember when it was coming out. I didn't end up seeing it obviously because of the pandemic, but yeah. Is it? We're talking about it's disappointing. Would you consider it to be actually bad, or is it just that it does not live up to the Edgar Wright standards? I think both. I think both. It's just yeah. actually. I think it's like at. I mean, I think its biggest sin is that it is Edgar Wright making, at bare minimum, a mid-movie. At bare minimum. Like, it's competent as a movie. Uh, There are certain certain technical elements that are good, but then there's others, again, that just don't fall in line. I mean, the CGI, let me just say, is just bad. Yeah. It's just bad. It's just garbage. And then the lighting is fucking ridiculously bad. I don't know. Like, the lighting just looks cheap. It just looks cheap. I don't know, uh, and we can get into that stuff uh, later. But I really just wanted to start from the beginning because I kind of feel like the acting from the main girl, honestly, and and the grandma aren't the best and aren't really like yeah. convincing in their communication. I don't know; it just feels very one note the whole time, mm-hmm. uh, like from the girl. Uh, though I loved like the concept, I guess, of that like very first opening credit scene where like it was like you know start up her in the doorway, blah blah, and her like. Uh, it was like a very good spin on like the teenager getting ready scene. Uh, but then from there on, as soon as they start talking almost, and I see her face, it's, like, <laughs> I, yeah. it's it yeah. was, it's tough. It, it's like, it's just so one note. I, and I don't know. Um, again, they're like competent actresses, you know, it's very, yeah. they have like the chops. Uh, yeah. I feel like it just maybe doesn't give enough time to maybe see or develop any character, uh, in the main girls. Uh, Main, uh, main, I guess, Eloise. But honestly, I mean, uh, Anya Taylor's Anya Taylor Joy is kind of a star in this. Like, she really just she holds her own. Like, I feel like she does the best with what she's got, and uh, she just like I don't know, just continues to prove why she's kind of at the top mm-hmm. uh, at the top right now because she really did kill it, uh, at least in this. But I don't know yeah. what you guys think. Well, I would argue that she's the only standout performance. Like, there's other people that aren't bad. But as a whole, the uh, all of the other acting is, like, mediocre to, like, passable. You know what I mean? There, There's no... Like, think about all the side characters in uh, his movies of past, right? Think about, like, all of the... Like, the, the twin detectives in Hot Fuzz. Think about, like, the, all the side characters in Scott Pilgrim. And they're written beautifully. Mm-hmm. And, like, they have so much... They feel like they have so much depth. Mm-hmm. And they really add mm-hmm. to, like, the world building, right? Uh, but in this, like, I- I'm thinking about it and, like, the bully girl wasn't good. That plot line was just stupid. Like, it, like yeah. I-, I don't understand. Like, stupid. I guess there was o- it was a means to end of her getting out of the dorms. But it's like, why don't you just have her, like, start off looking for, like, a place in London? Then th- yeah. it makes more sense why she's going out in the town. We don't have to waste our time with, like, this really bad bully actress 
uh, yeah. just, like adds nothing to the story overall. We don't mm-hmm. really even see her again, except for when she yeah. almost gets stabbed in the face. And mm-hmm. it's like, like I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, here's where I thought that was going. I thought, because pretty early on we get, we're not getting along mm-hmm. with Jacosta. And I don't know, maybe I was reading more into this than I should have. I thought the subtext there was, because they, they mentioned how she has money. Right? Like we yeah. know that the main girl does not. We know Jacosta does. I thought where that was going was Jacosta. Her family bought bought her way in, right? She doesn't know anything about fashion. She's just like, I think I want to go to fashion school. And her parents are like, whatever, we'll pay for it. I thought it was going to be she gets in, doesn't know anything about fashion. Thomas and Mackenzie's character, uh, Eloise, is really great at it. She comes up with that design in the beginning, like very early on in the movie. She's drawing that pink dress in the class. I thought Jacosta was going to like steal it some way. I thought there was going to be a plot line there, mm. that that conflict was going to keep on going. It did not. Like <laughs> it went away. Yeah. Like I thought it was teeing up or something, and it didn't. But even if that was going to happen, even if that were going to happen, yes, that's more than what we got. But is that really unique? A different? No. That's, you know, yeah. like the no, uh, no. I don't know. It. it I think it goes all uh, goes to. Uh, another problem with just like the script. Uh, at least I noticed it the most with, uh, like you said, Jacosta's character. I can't look. I can't speak on how like London Londoners talk in the quote unquote fashion scene, but uh, it, I, I don't know. It, it just seems like it was clearly written by someone with no inside experience or knowledge. Uh, it just sounds like a Cornish stereotype, uh, though. I know like they're going for like the mean girl bitch vibes or whatever. And again, I can't talk. I can't speak on how Londoners talk. I, you know, they may be a little bit more stereotypical over there. I know they're a little bit more mean, whatever uh, you want to you want to call it. But yeah, I don't know. Just like from there, I just kept on noticing the script and just like how none of these characters felt real in any way. And I know it's supposed to be like, you know, it's I guess it's supposed to be over the top. Again, he's going for that giallo, Italian giallo, like exploitation movie vibes. But yeah, I don't know. It's just none of these characters, like not just Jocasta, main girl. Uh, also, the the guy and then Sandy. None of these characters act like real people in any sort of way. Not that they need to, but like, I don't know. Nothing else is there to save them. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There. I, I mean, even when you're talking about like, okay, so we, we've we've all kind of agreed that the acting is subpar. Uh, with like obviously standout performances from Anya Taylor Joy and some moments from the main girl. Uh, I forget her name already. Um, but, but I mean, okay. While, while that's, that's good and fine. That's not really what Edgar Wright is necessarily known for. I feel like that's not his Mm -hmm. style to like have these big flashy characters, these deep in-depth acting performances. But when you get into stuff like the camera work and Mm -hmm. the editing, I feel like this is just such a big step down from, Mm -hmm. from stuff like, like I mean, obviously Scott Pilgrim and Hot Fuzz are edited in that way because mm-hmm. it's the style of the filmmaking. Obviously, it, it and this can't be the same as that. But also, Edgar Wright has proven himself just to be such an excellent like editor. And I mean, if you watch like okay, let me put it this way: there is better editing in any given scene in Baby Driver than in the entirety of the movie in this. Like, take Baby Driver's worst scene. It's it's edited probably as well as this entire movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's I I, I it's kind of like you know how recently we've been talking about the Roger Deakins and how he's just like 
kind of fallen off a little bit. Like, he hasn't had anything super, like, stand out lately. It, it kind of feels like that almost, where you go into an Edgar Wright movie and you're expecting a few things. I don't care about the fucking characters. That can all be bad. And I'm talking worst case scenario here, obviously. A lot of his movies have very good characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, but at the very least, I'm expecting to see some really good editing and really good, like, uh, like shot composition and stuff like that. And, and you see glimpses of it here and there. And that's what makes it almost more disappointing than if this movie was just a, like a flop and terrible, you know, where yeah. I, I, you see glimpses of it. Like, I don't know, maybe this can leave it, lead into the slap shot, but you get, you get glimpses of it with the mirrors and stuff like that. The use of mm. mirrors is really interesting in this movie, but outside of that, I got nothing like, I, uh, technically yeah, speaking, there's nothing that's like making me sit there and go, "Holy shit, how the fuck did they do that?" Yeah. That's how you know it's like a really well edited scene, a really well shot scene. Is when I like, as a, obviously not on the same level of filmmaker as the people that made it, but like mm-hmm. I get, I sit there and I go, "How the fuck did they make this? That looks awesome. I want to know how they did that." But mm-hmm. I never thought that once in this movie. Yeah, and l- let me ask you guys this: Did you laugh once? Not a single time. Baby not, Driver, not a funny. Scott Pilgrim, hilarious. Hot Fuzz, hilarious. Shaun of the Dead, hilarious. Like, Edgar Wright's a funny guy, even like a more of a miss, like Paul. So uh, funny, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think a, uh, it doesn't seem like, and not not necessarily that he needs to be funny like all the time. Of course. I I think maybe like the humor that he was maybe trying to capture was again just going back to the influences on this movie. He's a big horror guy again keep on saying it but the giallo stuff and like you know uh, i mean like main example being suspiria blah blah like all the all the humor or i guess like suggested humor from those movies is sort of visual you know and just how how over the top some of the act, uh, actresses and like actors might be in some of the situations uh it's not necessarily what they say but a, none of, he hits none of the, the marks i don't know again going back to the lighting uh just looks cheap uh, it looks just so weird on Ellie in some scenes, especially like just thinking about it uh, off the top of my head. That first audition scene where Sandy is like singing in front of like that one guy, and then Ellie just sits in the in the audience. The lighting on her is just so garbage. Like I don't know uh, how they thought of that and like what they were thinking or like I don't know how they set that up. But it was just it, it made me notice it in the worst way possible. Yeah, I think. And uh, yeah, and I, I think it goes. Uh, to how I feel about the whole movie overall, I was just almost completely disinterested by the halfway mark, like by the halfway mark. And this is before all of that Slenderman stuff, which <laughs> honestly, all that all that shit just felt like it dragged on way too long. Like there was three scenes, three to yeah. four scenes in a row where the same exact thing happened, where she saw like yeah. the Slenderman face, like blah blah blah. And it and it's not like each scene adds anything new. It's like it's the, the same, same exact thing, hap- thing happens, and it just drags on way too, way too long. Like you could have easily combined all of those into like kind of like one thing, uh, in some way. I don't know. Like yeah. it just yeah. really just it fell flat again in a, in a lot of these things. And uh, yeah, yeah, this movie should not have been two hours long. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like hour and forty, maybe. There's mm-hmm. so much fat yeah. that you can trim off of this, and that's usually not something you say about an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> it's usually oh, he's a, like, like fast-paced, quick movie guy keeps it tight, but has literally some it. of the best pacing in the game, and it's just none of it's put on display here. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering because the day before I drove, I did like a 14 hour drive. I was coming Jesus. back, I was on like a trip. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty tired. Like the Sunday I watched it, I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is dragging because I'm just like at a long day yesterday. And then Martha, I was like, I dragged because it was too long. Like that, yeah. that, that this was just yeah. not a well paced movie. You know what? It, you know what it is? I, I feel like. You know, he was almost like, uh, like I mean, this is his first foray into horror, and obviously he's a big fan. I feel like he was just trying something almost like a little new, like he was trying to take his time within that first 40 minutes or so mm-hmm. uh, to create like a, almost like a bit of mystery and, and, and whatnot. But I, for me, that really fell flat and didn't, like, it only served to, like, just not pull me into the story and just make me, like, I don't know, just totally disinterested again. Like, yeah. 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 Well... This might be a little tougher for you than usual. Uh, but we're at that point. We're taking a look at that slap shot. Do you have anything for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do. Like I said, uh, we're, we're talking very critically about this movie, and I think one thing to remember with it specifically is it's still, a, like, better than a lot of the movies that are out there, right? Like, it's there are still yeah. redeeming qualities about it. It's just... I think all of us are Edgar Wright fans, yeah. right? I think all like yeah, have yeah. we all seen like like all of the Cornetto trilogy, Scott Pilgrim, yeah, obviously, yeah. like mm-hmm. Baby Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've all seen at least five. Yeah, movies. yeah. Pretty solid no for one director. That's what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and it, and it's like it's just so so hard to like talk about the positives of this movie when the negatives are just so so blurring. But that being said, um, I do have a slap shot. Um, one that was good that I very much enjoyed. I think that, at least for me, the best parts of this movie were, uh, like I mentioned a little bit earlier, the mirror, the mirror effects. Obviously, um, there was one specifically that I I really liked, and I think the the CG and their special effects they used on it was really good. Um, so it's when Anya Taylor Joy's character, uh, Sandy, is walking down uh, these big steps that kind of lead into this club that she's going into. And meeting the character of Jack, um, but basically it had it's it's very early on in in the movie um, when uh, what, what's what, I, I can't just keep saying the main character. What, what's her name, Spencer? Eloise is the character, yeah, the and actress. Thomas and Mackenzie is the actress. Thomason, Thomason Mackenzie, Thomason, uh, English ter- name, yeah, terrible name. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, my name Thomason. I can say that I'm seventy six percent British. Um, anyway, so <laughs> she um seventeen seventy six shout out um so she's walking down the steps and again it's kind of early on when thomason it's when thomason's character is like kind of still getting used to the these visions basically and while anya taylor joy's character is walking down the stairs very confidently because it's early in the movie she still is like very much in love with us this idea of being an actress and being a performer and stuff and so she's walking into the club very confident very like you know you know very beautiful in the scene uh, the shot composition is great. Um, and then you also have in the mirror reflection, it's a bunch of like individual mirrors that kind of make a little bend. And so you get a lot of different like angles of her and, uh, you're able to see like, she's kind of timid. It kind of like is mirroring like, like the difference in the characters and, uh, and showing how Thomas's character gains confidence by trying to live through, 
uh, Sandy mm. in this in, in you know the modern age when she's like buying all the clothes, changing her hair, etc., mm-hmm. etc. I think it leads into that very well, and I did like that a lot in the movie was her transition kind of in being more confident. And mm-hmm. the, but again, that's cut short by all the bullshit <laughs> with the fucking Slenderman yeah. and the fucking nonsense. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing at the end of the movie because they just kind of drop it out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and that that. You mentioning that really um, makes me think of why I feel like that ending was just so terribly unfulfilling, and not just for that god awful CGI and the fire and stairs scene, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, which tough. maybe we could chalk up to that you know COVID production whatever blah blah maybe they were yeah but even then team, that should be the part that's easiest fuck. right <laughs> yeah but again you're in the studio just, right again that just leads in but that just leads in to uh, that lackluster engine. Like, that whole reveal and twist was just lackluster of, like, you know, that Alexandra, you know, uh, her being evil and, like, she killed all of that, uh, all of, like, her, her abusers, whatever. It, like, the whole way that it was framed and the whole way, like, she was talking and her being evil again, it just felt disingenuous and it seemed like, like, it kind of almost, again, was just disingenuous to what the theme or the meaning of the movie was going for up until that point like all the themes i mean i guess it plays into the the themes of like dangers of nostalgia and like looking at things the rose tinted lenses but like also the themes of uh how it view how it's looking at like women and it was like it was just really shitty for women back then but i mean she does have a redemption but again her being evil just like feels it felt weird and just like felt on her face um um yeah i don't know yeah um there was you kind of rose Kind of threw me off a little bit when Eloise goes to her and she's like, "It, did somebody die in this house?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, definitely. Like I, people die here all the time." <laughs> it was like, "Wait a minute, hold on." Like, it's not. It'd be one thing if it was just that people die in London all the time, but she's like, "So many people have died in this house. I can't even remember." <laughs> and Eloise is like, "I guess that's just life in the big city." Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, really insane. Yeah, um, I was a little. I didn't love that. Uh, I also took a note that student union party has to be the highest budget student union party I've ever seen. No question. Um, that was insane. It literally looked like the um, club scene from the social network when <laughs> Sean Parker takes them to that club and they are uh-huh. just dropping like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like that was what the student club party looked yeah. like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So there are just some weird things here but i did take note of some of the things that i enjoyed um kind of the smaller elements but they're still i thought good um the traveling to the 60s transition uh the first one when louise like the the mm. sheet over her oh yeah uh, that was pretty cool um the eyes and the knife and the stabbing yep uh i like that well like it looked good but like kind of campy but it looked good and was fun mm. like a, a stylistic choice that paid off right mm-hmm. yep. um i like that and then um, one of the very few like good line deliveries and good lines. Um, and the kind of like at that sweet moment when John gives her the coke that says "sorry" on it. And he's like, uh, yeah. it was at least it was the least I could do. It's the most." He's like, "Ooh, okay, spicy." <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, and then and then just immediately like, "I'm sorry, that was dumb." And then like did the shy girl routine again. I was like, "God, we." 
We had it. <laughs> like we actually. Yeah. No, no, but again, that, that goes into what I was talking about earlier with her gaining confidence from mm-hmm. yeah. this like character, and it's like, like you were so close to like something really cool and interesting, and like you just like kind of fuck off with that for Slenderman. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I mean, kind of summarize it. But there, there were good elements here. There were good bits. There were like, you know, in in all areas, they they did some things right. And then, but there were just more things that they did wrong, so it doesn't quite doesn't quite add up to what we would wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. Cool setting though, it was you know Soho, London. Uh, you don't know, see like at least for me, I've been seeing that many like specialized niche one area of London movies. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, it was nice seeing that, but you know, kind of scraping the barrel here for the compliments. No, yeah, yeah, I mean. Again, yeah. just a very it's it's a concept that I've talked to like a lot of people about, but it's almost worse for your piece of art or anything to be mediocre, like as mm-hmm. opposed to being bad. Because like mm-hmm. bad movies gain like cult following because they're interesting, you know, like the the room or whatever. Mm. It, and then obviously like you know quality movies like you know make top of the charts and get a lot of money mm-hmm. in the box office, you know. And become these like classic hits, uh, but it's just like being mediocre is almost the worst thing that you could possibly be in your film, and and this is just overwhelmingly mediocre mm-hmm. in every aspect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a movie that will be forgotten. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like I mean, will... yeah, the rest of his filmography I think holds its own, and uh, you know, it's oh, just yeah. gonna be one of those movies that you know you just gloss over in the in the filmography. Like, oh yeah, that yeah. Uh, yeah, Anya to the joy, trying, you know, she's definitely going to bounce back, but it is three kind of. <laughs> I think it she is, has already bounced back. Yeah, I think but she it's has. Three, it, it was three misses in a row. It what was this. Her movies that came out were this, The Menu, and what? Amsterdam. Shut hold the, fuck the fucking. Shut hold on. Hold on. Hold the menu, the menu was good. Go. The menu was good, and you could shut the fuck up. Give me your reasons why it was bad. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. What menu, the menu was fine. Shut your mouth. Menu, this was fine. What is your problems with it? This was this was worse than fine. Okay, whatever. Okay, the menu was fine. Hey, hey, hey. give me your reasons. Okay. Let's hear it. I, I, what do you mean? I, I didn't take notes on. It. I watched it on airplane. I just watched it. I was like, yeah, this is alright. This guy, as the as the director intended. <laughs> as, <laughs> Martin Scorsese would be proud. As God intended. Geo, you watched Look, it, right? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you lo- did. You like it? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great time. Thank you. I mean, I guess I, guess I could see what he's saying about like Anya Taylor Joy's performance, but like I feel like it wasn't like necessary to be anything more than just like a regular person, which is what they were. Going also, for. two right. two movies where she plays like an escort character. <laughs> very, yeah, very yeah, interesting. Huh? Like, hey, oh god, fuck you, Spencer. I mean, does that have a good taste? Fair, I guess. Fair, fair Aaron. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be a good clip. What's, <laughs> what's interesting from this is that um, George Miller saw this movie and said, "I want her to be my Furiosa," based on this movie. What? That's interesting. Why. Yeah. I, okay. Wait. What? Who? Are you, what are you talking about now? What movie? The man in here. Manu Man oh, X. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm caught up, I'm yeah. caught up. So she'll play, I mean, like, Charlize Theron's character. In yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Yep. 
Very interesting. I, I I can't imagine watching this and being like, oh yeah, <laughs> I need her now. Yeah. yeah, like she's good in it, but like very just a weird one. Yeah, yeah. It's the, a, you know the, it's gonna be one of those movies. Yeah. This this is really interesting. I it's not very often that we all are on almost the exact same page for a movie. Yeah. I think that's a really interesting phenomenon. You know. Uh, like, like we all have, we have yeah. very similar tastes, me and Gio more than you, Spencer, not to single you out, but like, I, I feel like it's very, very rare that we all are in agreement on like a movie's like low. Cause I feel like there's like bad movies, mediocre movies, like good movies, right? Usually mm. if it's a great movie, we're all in good. And, but like if there, if it's in like that line between mediocre and good, it's like usually it's a very hard divide, and we're arguing a lot. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah, just very. Yeah. It, it kind of exactly what we did with the menu a few seconds ago. <laughs> but, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, just just really interesting, like how how that 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 ended up working out. Yeah, it's. I didn't expect this when Aaron picked this um, a few weeks ago. I was like, I would not. Think we'd be having this conversation. I'll have this reaction to that movie, right? Especially, yeah, because even when I suggested it, I was like, "That's probably still gonna be good." I just, I honestly suggested this because I wanted a reason to like watch it and like think about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's been in the back pocket for a hot minute, mm -hmm. two two years. Some yeah. would say two years. Some would say yep. forty percent of a half decade. What? Twenty percent of a half decade? What the? Forty percent of a half decade. Forty. Forty percent of a half decade is a hard album title. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I forgot about that phase when you would text. I think this would be a good album title. <laughs> Dude, I do it to Ivan all the time. I have because our friend Ivan is on Australia right now. I literally have a list on a post-it note in my room that is like a bunch of ones that I have saved up for when he gets back. I'm going to tell I'm going to tell him all at once. It's going to be great. Ask gift come back from Australia. Yep. Down yep. under. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> down, down under. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to cuz I know Aaron texted me one at some point. I texted you one kind of recently. I'll, I, hey, I'll go through me and Ivan's chat right now. I'll tell you some, bro. I got some I got some heat in here. Uh oh, petrol and Oh, I got it. I got it. Go for it. This text came from Aaron, uh, not recently, over a year ago. Okay. Uh, he said, "Transatlantic Baseball, sickest album title I've ever thought of." I, I, I may have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Transatlantic Baseball. Yeah, Transatlantic Baseball. And it's a and it's a picture like Indiana Jones style where the baseball is going over the Atlantic Ocean. How hard would that be as an album cover? <laughs> <laughs> Gio's <laughs> not agree. Questionable. Okay, to be oh. fair, to be fair, we had a good one recently. Uh, petrol in my veins. I thought that was fire. Petrol in my veins. Yep. That'd be a great like country rock. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. Maybe like song name. Uh, faith. Oh, here we go. Faithless Holy War. I like that one a lot. Faithless Holy War. Faithless Holy War. Oh. A uh, puddle of people. That's my uh, grunge album title. I like that one. Yeah, I actually, that's the people. best one you said so far. Puddle of people. Uh, let me hold on. I, I got. I had another. Oh, unethical psychology. I really like that one too. 
That sounds like a Webster's dictionary. <laughs> I don't like that one. Like, I'm so, I really did not like that. Unethical psychology. That sounds like a course class. Like, what okay, are you I, about? All right, I got I got one more. Nocturn nocturnal premonition. Better. Better. I don't know if people is still my favorite, but nocturnal premonition. Wait, 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 which one was your favorite? I don't know if people. Okay. Do I okay, wait, what one more? Because I thought this one was fire. Bisexual aggression. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one, dude. That's, that's, that's a song, fire, right? Yeah, that's I, that, that, I think that's what oh, I would have agreed on originally was that it would it, it'd make a better oh. song title. Who's buying that album? Who looks at I that would. album? Who's oh like, on name alone, I'm getting that. We can just stream it. I think I think it's a it's a great like. Uh, damn, what what does this even sound like? That's great. Just click one. <laughs> I need a yeah. My my Christmas <laughs> album is going to be uh, titled "Hand Painted Icicles." It's gonna be amazing. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna be the next. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get to those concluding thoughts. I don't know. We've had enough of Aaron's album. Damn, fuck me, I guess. I'm just gonna start listening <laughs> in, my, in my closing in my closing thoughts. <laughs> okay. Do you want to bring us in? <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, I mean, summarizing basically, what we've already said is a, a disappointing effort from a very talented writer director hyphen it. There are some elements that are good. Anya Taylor-Joy gives a good, albeit not great, performance. Thomas and McKenzie has some good moments. Um, Aaron Stamp basically just plays Terrence Stamp. <laughs> That's really all he's doing. Um, the story, I think the concept of it is very unique, but the execution was very uh, formulaic. Um, overall, uh, like I think, again, I don't think it's... I probably disagree with Gio. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a bad movie by Edgar Wright standards. Uh, I will give it a 5.75 out of 10. Jesus. Are we, are we starting to do 0. 0.75? I don't think we Jesus. do that. Yeah, whatever. It's America. You do what you want. Do a 5 or 6, Spence. Pick one. Nah, you could do 0. 0.5. Oh. 0. 0.5 is reasonable. Point, uh, what's the difference between a 0. 0.5 and a 0. 0. 0.75? 5.75. Well, that's the thing. I was like, 5.5 sounds kind of mean. 6? Is, is that too generous? I don't 6 know. is too generous. I, I, I'll get into my fucking thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go first. Go for it, Gio. All right, all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, again, just summarizing what we said, uh, I the thing I love most about this was, for sure, the themes he was trying, he was pushing he was trying to suggest you know again the dangers of nostalgia and looking at things through rose tinted glasses i'm sure we've all heard uh i wish i lived in so and so time uh well you know you don't really know anything about that time and uh, at least for the swing in 60s it was pretty shitty for women you know in this case and uh we we learned that um and i i do love movies that are difficult to lock in a quote-unquote genre box uh like this one it's great it's horror mystery thriller you know, it's uh, it wouldn't be easily placed on a blockbuster shelf, uh, if that makes sense. You know, uh, you got to you got to decide. But um, overall, I don't know. It just uh, it's bland. It's uncool. It's like it's empty, you know, and which is sad because Edgar Wright is just one of the best filmmakers working today. But everything just falls on its face. You know, it works completely on surface level, you know, uh, in a kind of like, hey, this looks cool. Hey, we're in the 60s uh, type of way. Uh, and of course, it's inspired by all of that Italian giallo, you know, Beat Girl, all the all that stuff that Edgar Wright loves. But get past all those good intentions, I guess, and a couple of snappy dance numbers, and uh, you'll realize just how little 
of last night in Soho's flair or intent stands out, I think. Um, Wright, again, is best known for that whip pan camera work and editing. Uh, and that's all here. Uh, and puts it to use uh, to try to emulate that Giallo style. But it's all surface level again. And he never fully commits, which I think is his greatest sin uh, in this. It, you know, compare this to Suspiria again. And it Yo. just looks like Edgar Wright turned on one red light in one scene and the blue light in another scene. He, do, he never fully commits to the bit. And that's the biggest sin for me from this. So this is getting a four out of 10 for me. Uh, oh, interesting. And yeah, that's, that's me. That's, that's, that's the same rating. I, same rating. I gave Tusk. That's crazy. Oh. I can't believe you gave that's Tusk right. a four. Based on your views from that movie, you were generous. That's right? true. That's actually being, true. You were just being too nice. It, for, from your, from just speaking from your what you said and your stance on it. Guys, nice. every, everybody knows I'm the podcast sweetheart. That's well, me. Not, let's not get crazy. Well, I'm, let's let's see that in the reviews. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Read that. Actually, no. We have one comment. Read that one comment, Gio. Pull it up. I'm good. All right. No, we, we don't <laughs> have time for that. that. <laughs> Aaron, let's get to you. Anyway, um, this movie is just so disappointing. Honestly, like I, I was so disappointed watching it. Like the color, like I felt it leaving my face. And honestly, I didn't even think about it, Geo. But Suspiria is such a good comparison for this. Like it's literally verbatim. Like it's it's honestly close to the story as well. Like the the baseline of the story is extremely close. You know, uh, just just disappointing all around. I mean, like like I like I mentioned earlier, there like the color palette swapping is interesting in some scenes, uh, borderline nonsensical in others. Uh, but the one closing remark that I'll leave with this is I would, and when it went after it cut from the burning house, right. And they go to like her on that runway thing. I, I literally thought in my head, I was like, if they, if the fucking mean girl, the bully character is nice to her in this scene, I'm going to blow my brains out, dude. I, I was going <laughs> to lose my fucking mind. And then she wasn't. And I was like, thank God. Thank God they didn't have like a heart to heart moment at the end. So I'd have fucking thrown up. I wouldn't be here to fucking record hey, this podcast if that happened. Aaron, they did. We mean, no, that the 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 side glance is not doesn't count. No, 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 no. They actually like filmed like that was in the original script and they filmed it where they like became friends at the end, and the audience reaction was so strongly negative that they reshot the ending. So that 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 was the route they were going to go. I might yes. rate it lower now for. Like even <laughs> shooting that scene, yeah, I'm I'm rating it lower. I was gonna go to five point five. It's a five now after hearing that. How dare! Also, the 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 fucking the other person that wrote this with him wrote nineteen seventeen. So I'm not fucking surprised. Why is he working with her? Wow, get her out of there! I, I forget what wow. her name is, but stop! Like, don't, stop working with Edgar Wright, please. <laughs> let, let him do his thing. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Anyways. Well. I'm trying to find that uh, glowing review on Apple Podcasts, but I don't have it, so I'll have to do that on another podcast. We're going to go over um, time because Spencer wants to... <laughs> never no! Happened. We're not going to go over time. I won't make this about me, but there is a glowing review of Spencer on Apple Podcasts. Just putting that out there. Putting that uh, good energy uh-huh. in the world, right, Gio? Well, questionable on that. Um, yeah, maybe narcissistic. <laughs> oh, but, you know, uh, we'll this has been that. the thirty-five millimeter colonoscopy podcast, <laughs> guys. Thank you for listening. I'm Spencer. I'm Aaron. I'm Gio. 
And this is again from the 35mm Colonoscopy Podcast, telling you that if you're thinking of naming your kid Jacosta, don't have kids. <laughs> Just don't do it. That might be every English person. 